0: Can I begin by saying thank you all, everyone, for for giving up your Saturday and coming to to listen, not just obviously to what I've got, but to what all the other people here have to say about the Congo. And can I also say that uh, I apologise for not being able to be with you today. I really would have liked to have been able to do so. I really would. Unfortunately, there's so many things happening at the moment, from the situation in Burma, when I've been on standby to go there, and then I was supposed to be in the Central African Republic this week, um, because of other problems there. And now the situation in Sudan has got worse. There are renewed bouts of uh, tension between the north and the south over oil in a town called Abyei So it has made it very difficult for me to attend, as I'm on standby now, to go to Sudan. But can I just say that uh, none of these countries' problems can really compare to those of the Congo, where we've seen over the last decade five million people killed it's uh, The war that finished in early 2003, end of 2002, was the, the bloodiest since World War II, to give you some idea of it. One thing I didn't mention there was, of course, that uh, there have been around about a million people displaced just in eastern Congo alone. 700,000 of those in the last year. Now, this is by various uh, battles between both government troops, uh, various rebel militia. There's, there's about three or four main rebel militia groups in eastern congo in north kivu particular where the worst fighting is and uh, they both fight each other and sometimes will come to a village and will rape rob kill civilians sometimes accusing them of helping the other side so many civilians have been forced to flee their homes and many are still doing so and having to sleep in the forests at night because they're too afraid that in the night time the uh, rebel or government forces will come and uh, loot their properties. Now one of the problems too is that the, the very people whose job it is to safeguard these people the the army and in some cases police uh, they're amongst the worst perpetrators of the human rights abuses there so the people can't look to them to protect them and uh, this is partly because the government soldiers are paid round about $25-$30 a month, that's all they get and sometimes they don't get all of that because it's siphoned off further up the chain and, and sometimes they don't get paid at all So it's a a policy that's grown over the years of, of what they describe as living off the land, which means pretty much raping, robbing and killing civilians at the point of a gun to get what you want.